This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Oh, yeah, back in the saddle, Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler here, Steelers Nation Radio. And I must say, man, it's always fun getting here to talk ball. I just love talking about football, man. I love talking this stuff, man. The game get me going, man. I'm, I think I'm addicted Ooh. to the game. Uh, I ain't addicted. I'm committed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But now I like it a lot, man. That's what I tell my wife when I spend 57 hours a week in the man cave watching football. Respect that, baby. Respect <laughs> that. I say I'm a full-blown addict, girl. Don't worry about addicted. me. I'm full committed. blown addict. Now, before we went to break, we said we were going to talk about some of the officiating and things like that. Oh, we um, are? I guess the first thing I want to ask you, do you believe that games could be fixed at the NFL level? Hold on, let me put my hold on, Arthur Mutz. Let me put my feet up for this conversation. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> do you, Wesley Euler, think that games in the NFL are potentially fixed? No. And why? Way too many people like we are not that we are not that clever. We are not that smart. We are not that good as a society. For the amount of people to shut up and keep their mouths quiet to pull that off that you would need to. No chance. Everyone's on social media. Everyone's blabbing. Everyone's talking. No chance. It ain't like the NBA where it's a much smaller production, less referees, less teams, less everything. Ain't no Tim Donahue's running around in the NFL. Too many whistleblowers. Well, why didn't any whistleblower blow the whistle on the John Gruden situation, the Washington football team situation, the retiring well, of Sean? T- I'm just saying. The referees no, 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 you said the operation wise. I'm just saying yeah. whistleblower because you said it, it, it would be too many people working together. I'm just figuring there's a lot of people working together in those situations to keep those under wraps well, for a while. I'm assuming, right? If you're talking about NFL games being fixed, uh-huh. why are NFL games fixed? The answer would be for money. Correct. correct? Way too many dinguses with their hands in that pile for that to keep quiet. See, that's the only. I don't agree with that. See, like the John Gruden stuff, keeping because that hush-hush hush Because I think it benefits protecting owners, though. Because think about this, though. people's money. If you're fixing games, that would benefit owners, right, in their pockets. Would it? I feel like it would benefit the DGens, like me and you, Vegas. No, not, not to a full extent. I think that, in a sense, though, owners could benefit from that a little bit more. If they can control outcomes, they control that. Not saying that that's what they do, but just in response to what you were saying about just too many people being involved, that they wouldn't be too on the same people. page. I personally think that too they many would be. Too many people. But, okay, I like that. I like that. <laughs> Motes, you know how it is. If you told 10 people, mm-hmm. you were at the uh, the tailgate on, on Monday. You had your big, you had your big terrible tailgate mm-hmm. on Monday. Huge turnout. The lit one was there. Mm-hmm. If you told 10 people at that, 10, mm-hmm. a secret, and you said you can't tell anyone until the Lions game next week, yeah. nine of those 10 people would fail. But you also have to remember the pool that you're pulling from when you're talking about NFL level in terms of those people being on the on, on one accord, a owner's mentality compared to the common civilian's mentality, night and day. So I do think if you were to say that to amongst owners, ten of them not to say anything, I do think that secret would be very much safe. Hmm. I think you're probably right on that one. So brings me back. Do you think that you know? I do not. Okay, good. I do not. Do you feel like officiating can dictate who wins and who loses a game? Not impacted, but ultimately say, Man, hey, that's a this, of, this was the call. This is the reason why they lost. Um, we lost because of refs. We won because of refs. Do you 100% of the time, no. Okay. I don't. Do you, you, want me to, you want me to get in? You want me to stand up on my soapbox here for a second? No, I'm just asking a regular question. Do, do officials make bad calls 
all the time in every game. Mm-hmm. Can that can that affect teams' abilities to win every single week in every single sport? Yeah. But ninety nine point nine percent of the time, that stuff balances out in the end. We put such an emphasis. Feels like the conversation you and I had around the Rams uh, Saints, Saints debacle yeah. in the NFC Championship game. Was that a horrible call? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Do I think it cost the Saints the game? No, I don't. It's just magnified because mm-hmm. it happened in the in the last two minutes of the fourth quarter. But guess what? That game still went to overtime. But wait a minute. The Saints got the but ball hold on, hold on. first. Wes, before, before, you, no, before you go, though, people will say in a rebuttal to that, if that call is made, the game is over, though. Well, because they kick a field goal. And, but what so, happens if they but, miss? What if they miss the field goal? What if they muff the snap? But listen. What if it's blocked? But listen, though. We're talking about... At that time, in terms of their kicker, if I remember correctly, he was a pretty good kicker. The odds of that happening, sure, sure. that's all. So it's easy in retrospect to say, well, they had this, they had the overtime. But in a vacuum, a person no, could that say one, that the per- that game should have been over. That game sh- like, and again, yeah. I'm being a little cynical. I'm being yeah. a little Wesley Euler calloused here, all right? But, but that to me is like the extreme situation where you can say, yes, even though – like I pointed yeah. out, that game went to overtime. The Saints it got did. the ball it first, did. and Drew Brees threw an interception. Yeah. That game should have probably still been over. I That, to me, is the rarest of rare exceptions. Yeah. I just think that, man, we same thing. We're, Bills fans were screaming about the lack of holding calls after week one. We're screaming about the terrible officiating to, to, to stop the play and call offsides on that blocked punt against Green Bay. These things worked themselves out. There were there were calls in that game that went against the Steelers. None of them is magnified, and none of them certainly just is bad optically. That plays a huge part in this too. Like mm-hmm. that Saints non-call, that was just the, the ref standing bad, right man. there, and the yeah. defensive back trucks them. It's just horrible optically. Uh, Cassius Martian and all that stuff. That doesn't get as much attention as the Bears' left tackle false starting on fifty percent of the plays and it not getting called. I just moats. This stuff to me is it's such fodder. Does it matter? Yes, absolutely. But are you allowed to overcome it? Yes, you absolutely are. Mm-hmm. Like the Chicago Bears did when they took the lead after the Cassius Mars taunting penalty. So do I think it mm-hmm. was a crap call? Yes, I do. Did it change the game? By the letter of the law, it absolutely why, why, did. Why are you jumping the gun? Because Because you 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 passionate about the wrong thing, baby. Because <laughs> The Steelers would have had to score a touchdown at the end of the game instead of a field goal and all mm-hmm. that stuff. But you're seeking comfort. The Bears still had a lead after the Cassius Marsh thing. Mm-hmm. It was a bad call. I can sit here and I will admit that all day. It was a bad call. It's a putzley call. It's horrible optically. It's one of those things that you and I hate where it feels like a ref show. It feels like the referee just wanted to implement himself on the game. And I even said when we discussed all this taunting stuff back in training camp that there would be a couple games this year where people will think that this decides a game. And I actually I said I hope to God it's not the Steelers, but mm. maybe I kind of do because it will give us something easy to talk about. Motes, if if that call on Cassius Mars extends the drive for the Steelers and and they take a couple knee downs and that's game over, maybe I'm much more outraged on the behalf of the Chicago Bears. But it was a horrible call. But the Steelers kicked the field goal. The Bears got the ball back. They went down the field and scored a touchdown and took the lead. It's a bad look optically. It's the wrong call, but it is not as big of a deciding factor as we made it. Chicago took the lead after that, and they couldn't keep it. Are, they are had you, every opportunity to. Are you, are you finished? I'm finished. Because I Sorry. wasn't going there at let all. Me, let me put my soapbox yeah, away. Yeah, I definitely wasn't going there at all. Let me put and, my soapbox and, away. And, and the reason why I wasn't going to go there is because I figured you would say that. 
But the argument is. I'm sorry. Let me put my feet back. But up are you ready? The argument is the call that they missed in the first half, where the phantom block on TJ. That that's a worse call than Cassius. So, March. But this is my thing because you went on your you know soapbox right there. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about in terms of. It's not necessarily the call optically that changed everything, but when you factor in that call along with the call that was on, you know, the old lineman blocking oh, sure. at TJ. That one was worse. When, when you throw that in, one was when you throw in bad. the Alex Highsmith hitting Justin Fields two steps after the ball is thrown, something that is a hard rule that we've already seen. Yes. Bad when you factor bad in, so when you factor in those things, you can't just simply say, "Well, you had the lead with the minute left in the game." But you did. You though. did. No, but my thing is this: the game would be in a totally different view. It would be totally different in terms of perspective, in terms of how it plays out if those calls are correct. So you can't necessarily just hang your hat on, "Well, you know, you had the lead with a minute left in the game, everything was fine," because it should have never got to that. They could be saying to themselves, "Well, dude, if we get that touchdown, we take that lead, scores. absolutely." So. As easy as it is, especially after a victory, to take that stance, I don't think that's 100% accurate in this case. Now, see, I think it's easier to take the stance of the Bears got robbed, they got hosed, they should have won that but game. But you're not the a Bears refs, fan. You're a Steelers fan, them. so you spin it to where Steelers. But to be fair, right, I was I was saying this. I was fighting everybody after that Rams that Especially because you didn't Saints. like the Saints, though. <laughs> what are we talking about here? You, you see the pattern. Have you noticed the pattern here? <laughs> Listen, when when it benefits live, you, over here, all right? if it benefits you and your team or the people that you don't have, you know, feelings for, but, but, you uh, spin uh, it that I, way. See, everything you just laid out is absolutely correct. Can't we go back and do that with the Steelers-Packers game and, and, and benefit of Pittsburgh, though? No, like, absolutely you could. You could do that with every one-score game in the mm-hmm. NFL every single week. But this is why I asked you the question I asked you at the beginning. I don't think games is are Is officiating no. fixed? Because when we no, talk about because when we talk about how they can <laughs> dictate when a call is made and the impact of said call, and we know who the officiators are employed by as well, mm-hmm. it makes you wonder at times. Oh, it absolutely does. Moats, remember the huge controversy? You and I talked about this because in the scope of officiating. Mm-hmm. Remember when there was the NHL ref last year who was fired? He was caught yeah. with the hot, hot mic saying, mm-hmm. ah, sorry, I had to call that because I wanted to get a yeah. penalty on you guys early. Yeah. Referees do do that. Mm-hmm. They try and control. They try and manage. They try and dictate the and game. They it's absolutely not if, do. And like you said with basketball, it's not as if we haven't seen officiating where it has been fixed, where it has been told, hey, man, we're going to impact. We're going to do these type of things. So, once again, it's not this outlandish, far-fetched Oh, thing. no, it, yeah. it's not. I just I just don't think it's not to this level that it would require to pull this off. I don't think that there was some big in, injustice planned against the Bears. Do, do the Bears have a right to be ticked off Tuesday morning and to gripe? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. But I don't think it was planned out by the NFL officials. Now, they just moats mm-hmm. are part-time employees who struggle at their jobs from time to time. This is true. This is true. And that's a whole other debate we can get into. <laughs> But now, when we talk about the officiating, right, we both are in agreement that one call or a couple of calls won't dictate a win versus a loss. But do you feel like the officiating and whether it is good or bad can overshadow a win? Oh, it does all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Now, do you think that's right, though? Because if we started no. at the, because if you start the premise with, you don't think games are fixed. You don't think, you know, one call should matter or not. Why is it that a win or a loss can be overshadowed by something that we all said doesn't really have an impact on if you want to lose? Because that's why we like to watch the games, Moats. For the drama, for the controversy, for the arguments, 
so that people can be in my mentions right now on Twitter telling me that I'm an idiot. That's that's what we love. We we love that almost as much as we love our team. It's, Why? Why do people love that? That's I'm so confused. That's that's because the fans <laughs> and the media eat it up. The fa- and, and part of it is it's it's much easier if you're in Chicago today uh-huh. to say. Man, Justin Fields, he was growing up right before our eyes, and the zebras robbed us. Then, then but it why is does to, that make it easier, though? Be, because you like to, you like to. Everyone does in life. When something goes wrong, you'd rather point the finger than than take the blame. We do that in every aspect of life. That's just human beings. Baby. No, that sounds like seeking comfort to me, man. Hundred percent. Yeah, but that's what we do. Why? You you never been around Coach Tomlin? Oh, I listen. There's a there's completely different from from what I truly believe and just the perception and the perspective of all this yeah. nationally and amongst the fans. Because that's my thing. I'm like, if we're all gonna say refereeing can't win or lose a game, why do these type of moments get? Oh no, just it definitely can to the point where you know. But you know what else can? It just is, dominates the conversation. It, it was the same. Motes, we had this very similar conversation after the Green Bay game, right, with the horrible call against mm-hmm. the Steelers. And and and, and referees' calls can absolutely – I think exactly what I said to you was refer- calls by the officials can absolutely change games, but they you know what? They can have an impact on them, but they don't dictate so, who wins or so, loses. So, yeah. so can making plays. Absolutely. The, how many – What twice to Juju in that Packers mm-hmm. game, Ben Ben and Juju, if you want to say Ben overthrew him, if you want to say Juju should have been there, whatever. But they had two opportunities, those yes. two, 7-19 and 19 to hit huge, what could have been potentially absolutely. both touchdown receptions, and they missed. Mm-hmm. That swings the game just as much as that horrible call from the officials to call Minka offsides. Mm-hmm. Just like there were some some of those things for the Bears as well, too. That's all. And it's just much easier as a fan. And look, I've been guilty of this too, Arthur Motes. There's been time. WVU, you know it. We You're caught a one up. seeker? We went, to, no. oh, we went to Norman, Oklahoma this year to oh, take man. on the undefeated top 10 ranked Sooners. We had them on the ropes the whole time, and we lost by three points. And there were a couple bad calls that went against WVU in that Don't game. Don't tell me you did it. And people don't I, tell no, me you, you know did that it. I didn't, but it would have been very. I've done it at times in my life before yeah. where I've done the whole, oh, well, they're just Texas or they're just Oklahoma and we're little WVU. Oh, we're never no. going to get that call. Oh, no. 99.9% <laughs> of the time, you can overcome it. I agree. You, you, you just can. And the, the, the Chicago Bears did not. They, again, I I think the, 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 maybe the, um, Cassius Mars controversy is good for the NFL in a way because I thought the the TJ Watt the one that took the touchdown off the board was infinitely worse. I would agree with that. Infinitely worse. Now, going back to the Cassius Mars situation, do you feel like the referee did have some or something to answer to in terms of the hip check situation that went on afterwards? <laughs> have you seen that whole scenario, man? Uh, see, you really want me to go down the rabbit hole, don't you? You really want me to go Alice in Wonderland here, don't you? Well, that's what I was trying to get you to before you went the other direction. You know, you 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 just heard the beginning of it and thought you knew how this book was going to go, man. It's true. I it's, judged the book on, by its baby. cover. You can never do that now, player. Now, do you mean how it's just a horrible look that it looks like the referee is hip-checking Cassius Marsh? Do, do you believe you that, that was the intent behind it? Because I just asked myself in terms of that scenario, what is the purpose of that contact? Why was that contact there? Because it doesn't like Cash is yeah, doing anything awkward. to initiate it looks said contact. Yeah, now it also contact. looks like the ref is going for his flag before that contact. I would agree happens. with that, but it looks it looks real awkward. I mean, it, I mean, it, it listen, Motes, it, it 
it looks bad. I I I don't know. Like I when in terms of being the Steeler fan or wearing the black and gold glasses, I I do not want to make it seem like it was sunshine and rainbows and the Bears are overreacting and optically there weren't some 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 really uh some really big pockmarks um on the you know the officiating in that game. There certainly was. There yeah. there absolutely was. But I just man, I I think in a way that's seeking comfort. I do. I don't think the official bumping into Cassius Marsh and trying to Darius Kasparatis hip check him was the reason that the Bears lost that game. But the only reason I had asked that question is because if the roles were reversed. Oh, we'd be furious. I'd be furious. You'd be furious. And, and, and not even in that sense. Furious. I'm saying in the sense of the accidental bump. Do you think it's changed a little bit if Cash is the one with the accidental bump towards said referee? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. But why is that okay, though? Oh, buddy. Especially now, when, see, especially again, though, when referees is, can make the bad calls to even oh, get a play in that a, situation. Now we're doing a whole other can of worms thing yeah. here, but you're right. I think the NFL referees need to be made full-time employees. I think okay. they need to be subject to reviews. I think that maybe because in a, in a that's sense— That's what I wanted to hear right there. In a sense, they yes. should have to talk to the media okay. as well, too, and explain themselves. I'm absolutely on board for that. That's, that's I where just I'm do getting think that that's, to, a, yes. that's like a whole. I mean, you and I could spend a whole other hour because on that I do conversation. think there is a lack of accountability. It's a, with it's the a billion dollar entertainment yes. industry. You you can't have guys overarching right what happened out there. And where we both will agree that hey, referees don't a call isn't going to win you or lose you a game. We do think that it can have an impact, oh, but it doesn't win or lose. 100%. But it's big enough that it can overshadow a performance. And that's what you can't have. Why aren't these guys being held more accountable? Officiating is always going to have an impact. Yes. You can't have it overshadowing the product. Yeah. Now, Moats, do you want me to be real cynical? Yes, talk to me. Because I bet you a lot of the suits in the NFL office mm-hmm. – if they were sitting right here next to us, they'd say, yes, we can. Mm-hmm. We can have the controversy of officiating overshadow the game. You know why? Because that draws more eyeballs. People that talking draws about more it. clicks. Yeah. That dra- people talk about it. Mm-hmm. It, it. It serves the shield. Yep. And that's where it all comes full circle with this is, in fact, a billion-dollar business. It's not a game. It's a business. Yeah. Frustrating at times, though. It is. Definitely and frustrating And, and again, right? I, it, it, it's frustrating if you're a Bears fan. But I, I, I do think that this kind of just serves to, instead of talking about Justin Fields looking like he's starting to mm-hmm. figure it out, instead of, oh, my goodness, look at Friar Muth and look at this rookie class potentially that the Steelers are putting yeah. together. We're, we're talking about a, a bad call in the red zone that cost the Bears. We're talking about controversy from a, a Game of Thrones character bumping into the referee out there. It's been good. I wonder, though, t- do you think uh, – what was his name? Tony Carrenti, right? The yes, ref? Tony, yep. Mm-hmm. You think he knew the history between Marsh and the Steelers? I don't think it matters because if you're the referee, you're supposed to be unbiased, right? Oh, no. Yeah. You're, uh, you're, uh, but do you think that he was in that moment? Do you think I, what I personally he did, don't know because I also asked myself this. If Cassius Marsh does no, that to the, the, the Seahawks sideline, right, this, this is that enough without the history? Well, yeah, I think history, he started there. That's where he actually started his oh, career. Oh, you're right. So that was about okay. You see what the I'm Browns. Saying? If Cassius Marsh is doing yeah. that to the Browns instead of the Steelers, I guess side what line. I'm saying is this, man. Cassius Marsh was on practice squad prior to this game. Correct. Until this week, right? Until the day of when they activated him. So you're going to tell me that Tony? This is the NFL we talking about? All pros, future Hall of Famers. He's going to look on his list of the guy on the practice squad. By the name of Cassius Marsh and say, hold on, let me let me research everything about this guy. Who, who could he might have an issue with? Let me see how he ended up in Pittsburgh and how he left out of Pittsburgh. I don't see that either. So for me, 
for those people, and this is the part where I always have to say, take off the black and gold glass, because we're in Pittsburgh. We have direct knowledge of this sure, situation. Sure. So our mindset is instantly going to go to, yeah, he's trying to show us up. This is what you do. I mean, that's what he is. But based on optics alone, that's not what it looked like. If you don't, if you're asking a person that's from Des Moines, Idaho, uh, Iowa, they're not going to know that backstory. And they're going to simply say, well, he did a celebration. He took a couple steps over there, stopped, turned around. Like, so that's you the ask part. A Vikings fan, correct? To so, evaluate so when that we situation. talk about Tony and did he know and this and that, number one, I don't think he did because why would he why be would researching Cassius, Cassius, right? Marsh, yeah. But then number two, that's not his job. Agreed. That's no different totally when you talk agreed. about a police officer showing up to a place and it's like they have a preconceived notion. It's like, totally no, agreed. that's not their job to be preconceived. Your job when you get there is assess the situation as it is and go from there. So when I think of that situation with Tony, I personally don't think he knew, nor do I think it should matter. I 100% agree. But that's where we get back to, too. I I have a real problem with that that broad definition, that broad ideology of referees controlling and managing games. Yeah. To an extent, we all know that that's needed sometimes. In some of those Steelers-Bengals games, right, where things get chippy, you you know the referee, the first time someone kind of steps or toes that line, they're going to throw a flag for personal foul or whatever. In those instances, that is the referee's job to manage mm-hmm. the game. Those emotions and some of those things, you can't let games get out of control from a physicality and, and from a late hit standpoint. But other than that, the whole, oh, I got to manage the game, has always rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. Nobody is there to watch the referees. Um and, and and they can they can obviously I don't want to sound naive they can have a massive impact on the games they can, um, but I just cool I think sometimes we got to take off the tinfoil hats mozi okay well I know this is probably drawing up a lot of chatter on the twitter.com sure so since we do have time then let's make sure we go ahead and do our uh, due let's diligence. do it let's so, do yes, it yes man let's read off some of those man see what the see what the power grid has to say on the conversation. Keith says, how about Cassius Marsh act like he's been there before and go back to his sideline? There'd be nothing to talk about. Be accountable for his actions. You know, the problem is, though, Keith, is that yeah, Marsh, when you say act like you've been there before, really he hasn't there really before. been there before. This, honestly, this is probably one of the biggest plays of his career, if we're being real about it. Mm-hmm. And when I, I know Ryan Clark had talked about everything that goes into, you know, just the emotion, right? The preparation, the blood, sweat, and tears, the sacrifice just for that one moment to make that one play. And then to just expect everybody to just, all right, no emotion. That's like somebody you, you witness somebody get shot and, hey, don't cry. Or you witness your baby being born, hey, don't cry. Don't smile. Your wife for the first time, hey, uh-uh. Don't, uh-uh, don't hug her. Go, just turn around. <laughs> Wave and turn around. Like, it's not realistic. We talk about the human element. You're trying to take that away from a person. And that, that bothers In that me. moment. And it's like, that's not realistic. That's that's almost impossible to do. Did you hear Ryan Clark's rant No, about I didn't. That? And that's what I said. Yeah. I didn't want to repeat it verbatim, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, what he said is 100% factual, and I can agree because I've experienced these things as well. Since you were a anybody teenager, that's you competed, anybody that, and you just think, man, anybody that the person that played high school ball, a person that played college ball, you think about what you sacrificed in those moments and how you feel just now making a play the on that stage. That it is in the NFL. Exactly. <laughs> so to ask a player to just, oh yeah, turn it off now, turn so all that back. off. Yeah, it's, it's hard to do, man. It's very hard to do. It hundred percent is. It 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 it, ha- it, it has to be. Um, let's see here. Frank tweets and says, Wes, have you forgotten about Spygate? The commissioner destroyed the tapes. Patriots organization cheated, and the NFL swept it under the rug. Yeah, that's They did for a while, though. That's different, though, than Roger Goodell. The commissioner destroying the tapes is different than Roger Goodell being on the sideline doing the taping for the Patriots. 
All right? But covering no, no, up, no, 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 covering no, no, up cheating no, no. after the fact is not the same as fixing things ahead of time. But why can't both of those things be the case? Because who would have even gave the okay to – hey, man, all right, you start recording. Well, it's because, you know why? You see what I'm saying? It's like, because Roger Goodell had the wherewithal ahead of time. He didn't want what happened to the Houston Astros. And now, granted, I know the Astros happened 15 years later. Yeah. But look, still the fall. The Astros go places now, and fans are still banging on trash cans and booing them three seasons later. Yeah, and they he still didn't win, want that you with know, the they, Patriots. But, but it's with still the NFL's the case, golden boy franchise but, but let's at be that real, moment. Though, and I'm not saying it, it's right or wrong, but, but but even in that sense, it still didn't deter fans from saying that the Patriots are cheaters. Stand correct. with the fa- so everything that you just trying to say that. Roger Goodell was trying to avoid, none of that was avoided realistically. Uh, if, if if that footage comes out and people see, and there's a full investigation. But we've seen footage of the recordings, though. We've seen some of the, oh, you see them on the walkthrough. We've seen clips you know of it. We didn't see all of it. We saw clips of it, though. There wasn't social media back then. We, that's the truth. We yes. didn't have social media to that's cancel definitely the, the Patriots truth. back yes, then. That's that. definitely the truth. But I'm like, I, no, I've, seen a, I've seen a clip. <laughs> <laughs> um... Let's see. KD says, what's up, KD? It's been a while. Uh, kick celebration by Marsh was cool, um, but the kick by TJ Watt is more impressive because he's a bigger guy. You can't stare down your old team, though. I think the taunting call got lost because people um, didn't know that he was on the Steelers during the summer. But, but that shouldn't past, matter, but though. But I, I think, like Moats has laid out, that yeah. that shouldn't matter. Because I, that's I, the I'm case. With you on so that. if that's the case, now you're going to ask every official to know the history of every player to know the history of how they left every team as well. That's not what their job is. Their job is to make these calls unbiasedly in the heat of the moment, right then and there, not to come in with preconceived notions about this player. Okay, this guy always finished. Oh, man, he's going to be extra fired up, so he's going to be pissed off. Let me make sure I got that call ready. Like, no, that's not what they're supposed to do. Keith says, guys, he did his little roundhouse kick thing to celebrate and then walked towards our bench and was posing. I, I don't have a huge problem with it. I don't. I, and, in the context of what the NFL wants to define, it is taunting. But, like, I don't. It's it's sports, man. It's entertainment. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to, to be me, emotional. I just I guess my biggest issue is when we say he walked to the bench and he posed and did all that, my man didn't even get to the numbers, though. Like, that, that's my only issue. I'm like, if he's out by – if he's past the numbers and he's legit in front of the bench, like, 100%, sure. But I say my man literally walked – midway to the number stop and doesn't even gesture his mouth isn't even moving he doesn't move a hand it's not even like he stands there for five seconds for a photo shoot it was like one two three all right i'm gonna turn back around like that's my only thing i'm just it's a little frustrating it's very inconsistent which is a problem with a lot of this stuff in in the nfl and when you talk about a subjective call but it being of a 15 yard variety it shouldn't become as subjective. They need to have a little bit more parameters. We talk about hitting the uh, the quarterback, right? The two-step rule is legitimate, man. Hey, man, you can't take one. Once that ball released, man, you got two steps. If it took more than two steps, no, nah, you better stop. They're going to throw the flag. Like, we know this. You can't hit him in the head. We know this. Face mask. You don't even have to twist it. If your hand touches it as a defender, not as an offense player. Who's the offense player get away with it. not five yards anymore. But it's 15. It's clear cut, right? All we're saying is if this is going to go on, and I understand we talked about the intent behind the rule and we had our discussions on that, but if this is going to go forward, I do think they need to have a little bit more clear cut of what is acceptable and what isn't acceptable Mm. without it being this gray area because otherwise we're going to have situations where – You're absolutely right. It's like, hey, okay, this is acceptable this week because this referee didn't know this guy's background, but this one is acceptable because, oh, man, he's played for them and he's upset. Oh, he's not as good. So, yeah, definitely the flag right here. Like, 
That can't happen. No, it can't. That can't happen. And we have these similar type of conversations too often mm-hmm. around the NFL. Very true. For a for a billion dollar entertainment business, it is certainly frustrating. I think we're all on the same page in that. Uh, Motsi, we got about two minutes left here. Let's run through some of these quickly. Right, let's do it. Uh, Cuba Dan says, "I disagree. I do believe NFL games can, could be, might be, probably are fixed. It only takes one ref to change the outcome. Only one. I agree with that sentiment, Dan, one hundred percent. But it also only takes one play made by the team to change the outcome." And I and maybe I'm the one seeking comfort. Let's say because it's hard to make that play been, if that referee. What if you make that play and I've, that referee is on the fix though? I've been well. Cause, cause, now we're really so, so now we're be, really open to because, because box. no, but think about it, Wes. What if the play that you needed to make was hey Justin Fields hitting you know Komet in the end zone or excuse me hitting Jimmy Graham in the end zone? But the referee's able, hey, man. Mm. Offensive pass interference. Nope. OPI or yeah. nope. Hey, you got hold. Got something. Yeah. So that narrative of all you got to do is make a play to overcome it. That isn't as you know easy as it sounds. Let's just get robots out here. But I don't think that's necessary Jeffrey either, Jeffrey Bezos, though. make us some yeah, sports robots. I don't think that's necessary. I just think, man, you just need clear, more clear parameters with some of these accountability, calls. Accountability, yes. Arthur Motes. The accountability part, I think, would change a lot because as players, we're held to accountability all the time. But continue. I don't want us to pay them, take up too much time. Pay them a little bit more and make them do more from a, a an accountability standpoint. I think that's a fair ask. Yinzer Sieve says... Uh, it almost makes it unwatchable sometimes with these referees and all the flags. It's horrible. I, I think that's the bigger point to all of this. Mm-hmm. Fans, point blank period, just don't want to see ref shows. They don't want to see games with yellow laundry all over the field. Unless it's something egregious, I think 99% of fans just want to see the refs let them play. Yeah. I Just literally step out of the way. Don't hip check anybody. Step out of the way and let the boys play. Is that fair? I think that's fair. Sounds fair to me. I think it's fair. Motsi, we got a bazillion, million, gajillion, fulfillion tweets <sighs> over here from the people. Um, da, 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 da. I won't. Right. I won't rebuttal. You just read. I won't Before rebuttal. Before we get out of here, all right. Let's do. Let's let's do. Let's do me's um, three pack. Let's do me's three pack. Before right. we get out of here, all right. Uh, da, 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 da. Number one, inside linebackers this season. Are they trending up? Man, I feel, they've been a roller coaster. It feels um, like I don't think they're trending up I don't right either. now. Um, I think they still are continuing to be inconsistent. Even rewatching them right now, uh, five five, he's, he has to get better. The consistency is better. not there. Yeah, has to get better. I think uh, Schobert is playing the better of the two, but even with him, I think that he can improve. But with him, his situation is different just because he's still a new guy. He didn't have full training camp in OTAs. He hasn't been here multiple years. So with him, I still feel a little bit more optimism around him. But with Devin, you got to pick it up. It's got to it's got to happen to sooner up, rather than later. Yeah, because we've we're, given we're, him a long leash. It's, rightfully it's not so week three anymore. Injury. It's not week four yeah. anymore. Like we're we're at the midway point. It's got to start, I mean, it's it's start coming it. together. It's the midway man. point now, man. It's got to start coming together. Uh, number two for me is it too early for Christmas commercials? For me, yes, because I'm a Thanksgiving guy. For me too, I would agree. But here's the thing, Moats. I do this with that. Just yeah, people just I mean, do what just, you like. People though. just do yeah. it. When it comes to oh yeah, what should you put on your pizza? What should you, Christmas drinks this? Or what you music? Food? What, you know, if you want to start celebrating Christmas in August, yeah, yeah, go man. for it. I'm not against it. I mean, I did Christmas in uh, July. Just whatever makes one you, of them ones. Yeah. As Cheryl Crow once said, "If it makes you happy, it can't be that bad." Is that simple, man? I think that was the line. Last one from me: Coke or Pepsi. Mm, I'll go Coke because wife likes Coke. I'm a Pepsi guy. I like both. Yeah, I don't discriminate, but I'm I don't. I, but I, I prefer Dr Pepper over either one of them. Honestly, personally. it's it's like with specific. Like if I'm having pizza, yeah. I like Pepsi. If okay. I'm having fast food, I like Coke. 
Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like McDonald's fries and Coke. Ooh, cousin. See, if I'm at a Steelers event, I'll drink Pepsi because that's what they offer. If I'm making a root beer float, give me Coke. To everybody that did not get I said their a root tweets. Beer float. <laughs> if I'm making a float, give me if a I'm making a float? Not a root beer float, it's a root beer. <laughs> to everybody who uh, didn't get their tweets read today, we do apologize. Ton of participation. That's because we love y'all, man, and we know y'all love us back. Um, but tweet us tomorrow, this same time, and you got a good chance. Of getting on the air. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So with that being said, man, got to give a big time shout out to my producer, Mr. Wesley Euler with the good hair. <laughs> Keeping me sounding extra crispy. Got to give a shout out to the Power Grid, the Megawatts, the participation is always unmatched, man. Definitely appreciate you making my life easier because, you know, I don't do this talking thing. I'm nervous. Then also oh, got yeah, Arthur Motz, he's real shy and nervous. That's the first thing that comes to mind when I think about it. You know, that, that, that's, that's, that's who I am. But then I also got to give a shout out to my partner in crime, Mr. Wesley Euler. So that's it for today's show, man, because we don't work overtime. So we will see you tomorrow. You will hear from us same time, same place. And as always, on your 24-7, home of the black and gold. Stillers. Uh-huh. Nation. Mm-hmm. Radio. There it is. <laughs>